It is all over for the Biden administration. They are not going to come back. I don't think it's possible now for the Biden administration to turn things around so that the majority of Americans would have confidence in it or the president himself. And that is the subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. First, the facts, all right? Producer prices, those are prices that wholesalers and businesses pay for products and services, okay? Producer prices up 11.2% from March 22 this year, March 21. The highest year-to-year increase in wholesale prices ever, ever. Okay, so now all of those prices are going to be passed on us. The stores, everything you buy. I went to the deli today. Turkey sandwich used to be $7.50 at the deli that I go to. Okay, ten and a quarter. Seven fifty a couple of months ago, ten dollars twenty-five cents now. Okay, so it doesn't matter whether you're a Republican or a Democrat or an independent or an anarchist or what does it matter. Everybody in this country pays more money. Working class and poor people don't have much disposable income anyway. And they don't have the reserve. So this just comes right out. Yes. There's low unemployment, man. That's good. You want a job, you can get a job in America, okay? But your salary is not keeping up with the expenses. That is the overriding issue in this country. It's way stronger than COVID or Ukraine or even the border. The border is just staggering. But day-to-day expenses are the most important thing for votes. So Jimmy Carter's presidency, those of you who are around, 76 to 80, destroyed by his mismanagement, Carter's mismanagement of the economy. Now, Jimmy Carter was the governor of Georgia. He was elected, okay, because Americans didn't really like Gerald Ford, who pardoned Richard Nixon after Watergate. Ford was far more experienced than Jimmy Carter. But Carter was a good campaigner, and they said, hey, you know, let's give the Democrats a Carter a chance. Carter had no blanking clue about macroeconomics. He didn't understand it. He didn't know what to do when things started going south. Biden's worse than Carter. Biden has no idea about the marketplace, about how everything works. And I'm going to prove that to you. All right, the inflation rate right now is 8.5%. This is incredible. So if it continues this way the next three years, 8, 16, 24, add 150, 25%. So the dollar you have now in your wallet is going to be worth 25% less if this continues in three years. 25% of your whole portfolio, of your of your worth, (laughs) okay? And is it gonna happen? I don't know what's gonna happen, but things are getting worse. And you know what Biden says? It's Putin's fault. Putin did it. The Putin price rises. 
I don't think there's anybody. Honestly, if they were honest and they're not, the left isn't honest, generally speaking. <laughs> By that. Okay, so this is catastrophic, and I'm, that's not hyperbola. For the American workers and the poor, catastrophic. And the Biden administration will try to give away more money to families and the poor to try to get the edge off, but that'll cause more inflation. More money they print and give away, the higher the inflation goes. That's how they're going to try to sell, save themselves. But it's all going to ground to a halt in November when the Republican Party takes control of the House and Senate, which it will. Because people aren't going to be voting for the Republicans. They're going to be voting against Biden, just as they voted against Donald Trump. Nobody voted for Biden. It was either pro-Trump or anti-Trump. Now it's going to be, I don't care who's in there as long as it's not Biden. And things are going to get worse for Biden. This Hunter Biden thing, that's not going away. The border thing, after they lift the... uh, COVID restrictions down there, that's going to explode. I don't know what Putin's going to do, but he's hanging on, hoping that the Biden administration collapses. All right, which it might. Now, what does that mean, O'Reilly? What does that mean, the Biden administration collapses? It means they can't govern at all. And that will happen if they lose control of the House and Senate. Biden will never get anything passed, nothing. So for two years, he sit in the White House. You're not going to get him out of there although I think he may be impeached over the border, but he'll never be convicted. You'll never get two-thirds of the Senate to boot him, okay? But he'll be there, and he won't be able to do anything. And every executive order he writes will be challenged immediately in the federal courts. And as it gets up to the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court will vote against Biden. So he's going to be just there. He might just move to Delaware. If they lose in the midterms, the Democrats, Biden just might just move back to Delaware. Because he's not going to be able to do anything at all. So that is the big picture, and that is the Talking Points memo. Now, let me give you a little comparison. And again, this is not ideological or party. Donald Trump, President 2020. Okay, that's fair, right, to compare 2020 to now? Okay. The producer price average, which I just told you, is in a record jump back in 2020, was minus 2.8%. That means prices were going down. Can you believe this? Biden, it's up 11.2 under Trump, down 2.8. I always tell you, please have a pen and paper so you can write that down. I'll tell you for the third time. Biden, producer price index up 11.2%. Last year at Trump, down 2.8%. 2.8% prices going down. All right, do you think anyone knows that? Did you know it? Be honest, did you? No, you didn't know it. I didn't know it until my staff researched it because it's not reported. So how would you know it? You're never going to hear that. Okay, that's the producer price indicator. Inflation, all right, 8.5% now. Last year under Trump, 1.2%. Eight and a half now, 1.2%. 
16 months, it goes from 1.2 to 8.5. It's all Biden's fault. 100% his fault. No one else to blame but him. Okay. So, what's the big difference between Donald Trump and Joe Biden? Take ideology out of it, please. It bores me. Trump is a problem solver. Why? Because it reflects on Trump. If he does something that works, it reflects on him. He solves problems. He solved the border problem, took him three years, but he stopped it, by and large. Okay? Didn't have any trouble in Afghanistan. Didn't have any trouble with Putin. Didn't have any trouble. Well, I shouldn't say that. China was annoying. So Trump understands business. He's a businessman. All right. And he sees something and they solve it. Larry Kudlow was his main guy. Larry Kudlow was a genius. All right. Now, Biden, who's he got? Who? No one. Because they're all hired on the basis of skin color or gender or whatever it may be. It's not looking for the best and the brightest. Okay, so the ability to to solve problems was Trump's strongest suit. And that's what we did in the Trump O'Reilly history tour. All right. If you know of one problem, just one, that Joe Biden has solved in 16 months, please email me. Bill at BillOReilly.com, Bill at BillOReilly.com, name in town, please, because I don't know of any. And I'm trying to find one. Just one. Let's bring in Russ Volk. Uh, he is the former director of office management and budget under President Trump right now. He runs the Center for Renewing America. It comes to us from Washington, D.C. All right. Make any mistakes in my analysis uh, up top here, Mr. Vogt? No, I don't think you have. All right. So it was clean. It was a clean analysis. No factual errors, no hyperbole, no exaggeration, no ideology. Is that correct in your, from your point of view? I think that's a fair way to put it. Okay. Now, obviously, I'm reflecting well on you and the Trump administration. So everybody should know that. How did you keep inflation under control? Well, I think you raised a great point when you said that the president was constantly assessing this at all times and he had a team that was, you know, he liked to refer to people who had a feel for these things and was not ideological when it came to the fundamentals. And, you know, that's something that there's no way we would have experienced the last year where the beginning of the Biden administration, people like me, but also people like Larry Summers and even Jason Furman from the Obama administration were saying, Folks, you got to be careful, Biden administration, if you're going to pass another $2 trillion in spending right out of the gate. And then they didn't stop there. They kept going with their other uh, Build Back Better approach. It didn't pass, thankfully. But what it hid was that the spending that was already underway that they were proposing elsewhere that we just passed is something that was still there. And it was an entire year, both at the administration, the White House, Office of Management, Budget, Treasury, and the Fed, instead of tackling a problem that everyone knew was gonna be an issue because of the steps that were required to deal with the pandemic and, 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 and other the, the, the situations that we were dealing with, everyone knew that this could be a problem. Instead of hitting the brakes, they hit the gas 
and they tried to spend as much as the country could uh, be willing to give them because they were ideologically committed, and yesterday proves that they are still ideologically committed. Okay, so Trump had COVID in 2020, top to bottom, and it was worse under Trump because the whole economy shut down, and that is the reason I think he lost the election. So the, the country and the economy shuts down because of COVID, and then it reopens after the vaccine gets up and running. But still, inflation did not ignite. So you're saying that because the Biden administration printed so much money, gave away so much money, COVID relief funds and all this, which I think it had to do, he had to give away some money for COVID relief. You wouldn't argue with that, right? No, I mean, I think we did enough already. I don't think that last round was necessary. Okay, so you guys did under Trump because you were doing targeting too. Now, the other thing that you haven't mentioned and I didn't mention was the attack on the fossil fuel industry, the oil industry, which drove the futures, they they call them futures, oil market, the price of oil up worldwide. And when the price of oil goes up worldwide, not just in the United States, then everything costs more, correct? Correct. Every decision that they have made has been on the basis of their view of the the climate catastrophe and anti energy, every decision that they make regulatorily. So they have, you know, if we had a rule uh, to get rid of, to have a shot clock to make sure that federal agencies decided on a two-year time limit to make a decision on any infrastructure project, that's one of the things that we were most proud of, they would overturn that. Everything is designed towards using less energy. And so that has been a huge drag on the economy instead of what Larry would talk about, which is a V-shaped recovery where you have this initial shock that we saw in COVID and then you spring out of it because of your, your economic growth policies, they have hurt that V-shaped to a great extent. And it's largely because of their anti-energy policy and their overall regulatory structure that's designed to control the country as opposed to let it free and, and let it grow. All right, when you mentioned Larry, you're mentioning Larry Kudlow. Give me two regulations that were not in place under President Trump that the Biden administration put in that has driven inflation, in your opinion, two. Well, I just I would just give you the, the one of them's the NEPA. So they, the, by, uh, Trump put it in place. It, it's a, NEPA is a, is the National Environmental Policy Act, and it's been in place since Carter. And Trump basically said we're going to make sure that all of the litigation that goes on as a result of it, need, we're going to make it so that in two years, it may not be a yes or answer, but you're going to get an answer if you're a developer, if you're trying to build something in this country. And they've put that on ice. Similarly, they're, over, they're working to overturn uh, a major uh, anti uh, pro-energy rule that we had had to deal with that the Obama administration had left us. They were trying to basically do a cap-and-trade scheme to basically say uh, to penalize facilities across coal and uh, and oil exploration. They were trying to penalize that. We got rid of that and had it on the road to being completely gotten rid of. And they are in court trying to make sure that that, their legacy is maintained. The oil companies and the power companies and all of that, they see this happening and they pull back on production. Do I have it right? They pull back on it, which means that you have to pay more to get your fuel because there's less of it. That's called supply and demand. When there's less of something and you need it, the price goes up, correct? Yep. 
And why then the unintended consequence. Right, right. The why unintended am I going to put my capital and in investment in the next four years if I know that this is the environment that I'm dealing with? Right. And then once that happens, then all of the other food, clothing, um, products, wood, cars, all of that, they go up because they have to pay more for the energy because everything runs off energy. Correct? Exactly. All right. So now we know. Um, the last question I have is my provocative statement. It's all over today on April 12th for the Biden administration. He's finished. This new report, 11.2 rise in the pricing index, which means that's coming at us. The consumer is going to have to pay between now and the end of the year. All of that. So prices are going to rise. My turkey sandwich, 10 and a quarter this morning, which used to be 750, is going to be $14 by the end of the year. Is that accurate? Is my pronostication accurate? I believe so. And I want to say what yesterday was important because it takes it. So, the American people, do, no one believes that this is the Putin price hike. And so it takes something that they're already ticked off about and just makes them bitter towards the White House for them to, to think that they are that stupid that they're going to fall for a line like that. It'd be one thing if you blame the Fed and said this is their problem to solve. But no, to, to insult their intelligence, I believe, is the kind of thing that takes them from frustrated to bitter and pissed off and go to oh, the yeah. polls and but put them, man, new people in charge. Folks are angry now. All the polls show that. Mr. Boyd, thanks very much. We appreciate it. We hope you come back. And uh, it's a very sad situation for this country. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA? With more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. I have their trees and plants at my home, and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding Fast Growing Trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get an extra 15% off by using promo code Bill at checkout. So please go to fastgrowingtrees.com, use promo code Bill at checkout. On Sunday, April 3rd, I arrive at John F. Kennedy Airport in New York City at 5.30 in the morning, 5.30, JetBlue. It's a zoo already. Airline terminal is a zoo, all right? the. Uh, Feds checking people in, shaking them down, throwing stuff all over the place. Just a zoo. Giant lines. 5.30 Sunday morning. Okay, place is packed. Finally get to the gate. The flight, JetBlue 1179 nonstop JFK to Turks Caicos, set to take off at 6.55. On time sticker. As soon as I get the gate, I go, great. This is going to be great. It's a 3 hour 15 minute flight okay 655 rolls around delayed 
They put 755 on it. Why? They make an announcement. The plane is here in New York, and it's being rolled out to the gate. Apparently, that takes an hour. Okay. People sitting there, all right, what are you going to do? Plane has to be at the gate for you to get on. Then at 7.55, delayed again for an hour. This time, nobody says why. We can see the plane at the gate. Nobody says why. 8.55 shows up, delayed another hour. Now we're working on hour three. Nobody says why. Then I get involved. Okay? I thought it was discourteous to all the people on the flight not to even give them a reason the flight is more than two hours delayed. Right? Okay. Now, When I buy and when you buy an airline ticket, that is a contract. We pay our money in return for the service of taking us from point A to point B. That is a contract. And it's a literal contract because the airlines, if you read the contract, they've got you every way. Okay? But it's a contract nevertheless. And they have to uphold and get you where You want to go, or they're supposed to pay a price, which they don't. So I get a supervisor from JetBlue, finally, walks out, um, doesn't know me, which is good. I don't want preferential treatment. I don't want any of that, okay? And he's a wise guy. He's a wise guy. Now I'm getting a little heated, a little Irish, okay? And I said, hey, you're the supervisor at this gate. We've been waiting here now two and a half hours, and you are not updating us. All right, and he gives me some kind of this. So I'm not going to get into that personal thing, but everybody heard it. All right, I made it quite clear that I wanted him to find out what the deuce was happening, as would be my right as a consumer who already paid for the ticket. Okay, fast forward, the flight took off five hours and 40 minutes late. Most of the people by that time had left. They went over to a Delta flight at 11, which took off pretty much on time. Okay, so there were only a handful of us left at the JetBlue gate, but I was going to stay to see this through. Five hours and 40 minutes late. You know why? They didn't have a pilot. There was no pilot ready to fly the plane. None. They had to drag a guy who was off out of his house. He had to drive to the airport, and he finally showed up. That's why they knew they didn't have a pilot. JetBlue knew it. They had to know it. And they hosed everybody on that flight. So I kicked into action. I tweeted about it, got picked up everywhere. Bum, 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 bum. So today... If you read the Wall Street Journal or most of the other newspapers, JetBlue announces, because of this, trust me, that they're cutting back their flights in the spring and summer because they don't have enough personnel. But first, they lied about why the flight was delayed. I'll read you the quote in a moment. But first, I want to give you some facts. Saturday, April 2nd, 65% of JetBlue flights throughout the country were either canceled or delayed. 65% on Saturday, April 2nd. Sunday, 76%. 
And this is a very heavy travel period for spring break. Monday, April 4th, 46%. Delta, Saturday, April 2nd, 15% as opposed that were canceled. Okay, no, I'm sorry. Delta, Saturday, April 2nd, 8% of flights canceled as opposed to JetBlue's 15. Sunday, 16% of Delta flights canceled, 34% JetBlue. Monday, 6% of of Delta flights canceled, 13% for JetBlue. They they fly the same routes, okay? So JetBlue lies and says it's weather. Weather prevented us from doing it. We couldn't get there. And this is the CEO, put his picture up there, Robin Hayes, all right? He's based in Long Island City. He would not provide a spokesman to come on his program tonight. Wouldn't do it. He lied about it. This man lied about it. He knew the press release was going out saying it was weather. All of the delays and cancellations were weather. Bull. Because Delta flies the same routes. Delta got right out to Turks Caicos, as I said. This is a disaster, but it's an ongoing disaster. Last Christmas, 2021, JetBlue um, only had 72% in December, Christmas season, of their flights arrive on time, 72%, okay? Um, That's outrageous. That is outrageous. I mean, you know, you're flying for Christmas and you can't get there. Almost a third of their flights are either canceled or delayed. They do anything about it? No, it got worse. It got worse. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings, against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD. Or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD. Or text GOLD to 65532. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So let's bring in the president of FlyersRights.org. Paul Hudson comes to us from Sarasota, Florida. So I try my best to keep my emotions in check, Mr. Hudson. Uh, I don't think I've been this angry about anything in quite some time. Am I overdoing it, sir? 
no, you're not. And, um, you know, I, I personally had a recent experience just flying from Florida to LaGuardia that was a 15-hour delay, and uh, they wanted it to be, that was Southwest, they wanted it to be 40 hours. The, the airlines are, are essentially only regulated by one party, and that's actually not the DOT for delays, it's actually the DOT. And the, the guy there is uh, Pete Buttigieg. And the person under him that's supposed to enforce these things, her name is Blaine Workey. And uh, they haven't done anything, you're correctly right. Not only are they lying about the, uh, the delays and the reasons for them, and because there's a good reason they do it, is because they've got your money. Um, the one thing you can do if your flight is excessively delayed or canceled is you can demand what's called an involuntary refund. They will not offer it to you, but they have to give it to you. Okay, and now then let me you can stop take you. that let me money stop and you. use it elsewhere. I have already done that. I've asked a refund because my flight from JFK to Turks Caicos, again, a three-hour, 15-minute flight, took more than nine hours. So I formally in writing requested a refund. I don't think they're going to give me a refund, and I don't know what to do if they don't. Well, what the contract says is, and there's no guarantees in these contracts, and they all have little weasel words in them. They don't guarantee that you'll get to your destination or that you'll get there on time. They simply say, we will use best efforts to do so, and that doesn't include lying. If you take the flight, even if it's late, then you're not entitled to involuntary refund. You have to ask for the refund up front, and then you can take the money and go on another um, Okay, another so I, I'm not going to get it because I did eventually get to Turks Caicos um, almost 10 hours later. All right. Now, what can people do? So you have an organization, flyersright.org. I would like to see a massive class action suit against I don't know all the airlines, Buddha judge, federal government. I don't know really who to target here. I know you've been involved with some lawsuits in this area. Is there anything viable that we can do? It's very difficult to get a class action uh, certified and it has to be in federal court. However, if you can prove that the airlines have actually been acting in bad faith and they have, you know, absolutely lied. They always say it's, it's weather or it's air traffic control. But as, as you indicated, it's really the lack of pilots is the number one reason. And the other reason is they have no reserves. Some airlines actually operate with negative reserves. And there's no requirement that they have reserves. So you could file a class action suit. I'm not saying what would happen with it but it would certainly be in the tens of billions of dollars okay. for this. Now, can uh, your organization life. put that together? Because you need a central place. I can direct millions of people to you. All right, again, it's flyersrightsoneword.org. And they will tell you their story. We've already proven that Delta took off on most of the JetBlue routes, but JetBlue, for some reason, couldn't take off because they lied and said it was weather while Delta zip right down to Turks Caicos with no problem. Same route, same day, okay? So is it possible that you guys, I'm sure you have, can, 
attorneys working with you, can you can we put something together here? If we get if we get sufficient evidence as well as complaints, we have attorneys uh, not on our staff, but we have class action attorneys that will bring these kind of suits. They they are very expensive. They take a long time, and that's why you need a lot of people, and you need some really egregious situations. Well, if we put a GoFundMe thing up uh, in association with your group and ask people to kick ten dollars, that's all, into it. We can pay these attorneys, and of course, what they want is money. Not disparaging all attorneys, but we know how the world works. And I don't think there's any more of an egregious situation than the last three weeks here in the United States in JetBlue. And, and there were other airlines also, Alaska Air, big trouble there. Okay, Southwest, you mentioned, big trouble there. So can we start to get this campaign rolling? Yes, you can. And if uh, people send uh, emails to me, uh, paul at flyersrights.org, or go on our website. We have a, a toll-free hotline for passenger uh, complaints and problems. We can start building the necessary evidence. You can also file a lawsuit against the DOT for its failure to act. They have something called the Truth in Scheduling Law, which they haven't been enforcing. No. If, a, if an airline traditionally, or rather chronically, uh, is late with its flights, with a particular flight, that flight can be canceled and taken out of their schedule. But All right. The, well, you know, JetBlue is trying to... and the DOT right. has to enforce it. All right. So people, I want people to get in touch with Paul Hudson. Okay. Give your uh, email address again, Paul. It's Paul at Flyers Rights. That's F-L-Y-E-R-S-R-I-G-H-T-S. We're also on Twitter at Flyers Rights, and we're on Facebook at Flyers Rights. Okay. We and also have a section there on 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 what your rights are in these situations. We want we want to keep it this year, 2022. Focus on this year. There've been so many of them this year, and we'll get there. And Buddha Judge, we should go after him. But let's assemble the data first. Let's see how many people want to do this. Uh, I I believe you're going to get a lot. All right, and then we'll take it step by step. And if the lawyers have to be paid, we'll go a uh, GoFundMe at 10 bucks a head, and I think that's reasonable for everybody, and, and we'll get it going. But Judge, look, we gave them plenty of time to come on here and talk to me. He doesn't, can't stand up. He knows what's happening. They don't care. Isn't that the bottom line, Paul? The federal government could not care less. Uh, clearly they don't. And, you know, the airlines won't even answer their phones anymore. Oh, I know. We're looking at... We're looking at five-hour delays, and then they hang up. Well, it's going to be a riot. There was almost a riot um, on the 3rd when I was there. That helpline stretched blocks because people were stranded. And I'm, I know it's going to happen. All right, Paul, we'll keep in touch, and thank you very much. And again, flyersrightsoneword.org. If you go there, we'll get everybody involved, and we'll see where this leads. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. 
Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power. Loyalty and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Let's go to Monica Crowley, who has a new podcast. Monica Crowley Podcast. Is that the name of it? Monica Crowley Podcast? <laughs> is that it? Yes, Bill. Yes, that is the name. And I know it's not particularly creative, but it gets you know right to the point. And I'll let you have. Time. I'll you have no spin, too. I'll, I'll, I'll let you have what you can take from us. Monica Crowley Podcast. Well, I guess it's self-explanatory. People will know when they hear that. What, how is. often are you podcasting? I'm doing this show three days a week, Bill, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And, you know, I've been approached over the years to do a podcast and never felt the time was right. But now not only do I think the time is right, but it's necessary because we have no time to waste to save America. So I pull no punches. It actually is a no spin uh, version of what's going on and all the crazy stuff and how we can fix it. But you're a partisan, though. How can you pull no punches if you're a partisan? You, you work oh. in the Trump administration. I mean, I you're, you're, you're very conservative. You're down there in yep. Palm Beach, Florida now uh, with the other Republicans. I mean, you're partisan, aren't you? Well, I certainly am partisan. I am a devout conservative and populist and, and pro-Trump, uh, America first American. Um, but you obviously haven't listened to any of my podcasts. I have, no, I, I have to say. I was in Turks Caicos underwater last week. I couldn't <laughs> I know, listen. I saw. Yeah, I, I'm, but you know, I know you. I mean, come on. I, I put you on the air on Fox. I put you on the air on the No Spin News here. I know what you do. And I'm not casting aspersions. I just want you to explain to the audience if you are a partisan and you are rooting for the Republican team, and there's nothing wrong with that, what are they going to get? by coming into your podcast? Well, first of all, you make a big assumption that I am actually rooting for the Republican team, Bill. And what I started to say was you clearly didn't hear my podcast this week because on Monday I ripped apart the Republican Party and all of the establishment uh, status quo Republicans who refused to fight. We're in a war for the country and they refuse to fight. Okay, well, let's, so right, I'm, good, I'm good. Equal opportunity let's get specific. Let's get specific. Um, so this is a complaint that I hear a lot from Republicans, that the people in the House and the Senate are not fighting to save the country. Give me two things they should be doing. OK, first of all, the Democratic Party is at war with the country. They impeached Donald Trump not once but twice on bogus issues. They are literally at war. Why is Donald Trump the only Republican, frankly, the only person talking about impeaching Joe Biden on a whole range of criminal activity from the border to the influence peddling? 
that we've seen. Donald Trump should not be the only one out there talking about this. Kevin McCarthy just yesterday, Bill, said, well, he doesn't want to talk about impeachment because he doesn't want to get, quote, too political. Okay, let me this stop you there. Though. Let, let me stop you there. Wouldn't it be smarter for McCarthy and the Republican Party to sit on the impeachment situation because they need independent votes in November and some independents don't want all this impeachment stuff? Isn't that maybe a good strategy to get Republicans elected? Well, first of all, you got to get re the Republican base motivated to get Republicans elected. They're and the motivated. base is absolutely furious. With, well, they're excited about voting, but they do feel like their leadership is letting them down. From McConnell to McCarthy, everybody at the top of the GOP, they feel like they are not fighters. They felt Donald Trump was a fighter. That's why they continue to support him. Oh, but no by doubt. and large, the Republican what, what, Party, they are about... not out there fighting this war. Okay. You're you know these people far better than I know these people, okay? I don't get McConnell at all. The turtle, they call him, right? The turtle. <laughs> I, right. I, I he killed Kate's Law, so I am not an objective observer of Mitch McConnell. I have no respect for the man at all because he could have gotten that law passed. You remember our campaign on that. I think you I were do. involved to some extent on that. I do. Yes, I was. Right. But what, what do you think? What is his game? What is McConnell's game? McConnell has two two things I think that motivate him. Number one, he absolutely hates Donald Trump. So he's been in alignment with the Liz Cheney's and the Mitt, uh, uh, Mitt Romney's and the other Republicans who hate Trump and do not want him to run again. So he's been working with the January 6th committee and trying to block Trump from ever running again. But Mitch McConnell is also a Washington swamp creature, Bill. He's an establishment guy. And the GOP base now is done with establishment rhinos. Okay, done. You will never see a Republican presidential nominee like a Jeb Bush, a Mitt Romney, or a John McCain. Donald Trump smashed the whole paradigm for what Republican and independent voters want and expect in a Republican leader. So Mitch McConnell's out there, and frankly, Kevin McCarthy and the other leaders are out there acting like it's 1996. No, the country is different. The Democratic Party is now essentially a Marxist party trying to destroy the country. And we've got leaders who are acting like, it, well, it's, Bill, it's still Bill Clinton's party and we're going to go along to get along. No, absolutely not. And so on my podcast, Bill, I take apart the Republicans who refuse to fight this war just as I take apart the Democrat communists. Well, that was a good answer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, now I got it. All right. See, I was a little hazy in the beginning, but I got it now. So the Monica Crowley podcast, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And how can people uh, get it? Yes, thank you. They can go to any podcast platform, Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast. Just type in uh, the very uncreative but direct title, the Monica Crowley podcast, and it should come up. You subscribe. It's free and it will automatically download to your phone. Don't miss a minute of it. All right. See, it's free. That rattles me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Monica, thanks very much. And we'll see you soon, I hope, when you come back to New York. All right. You got it. Thanks so much, okay. Bill. Okay, here's the final thought of the day. You're not going to see a lot of reporting on the airline's collapse on the corporate media, the corrupt corporate media. Why? Why won't you see a lot of it? 
because the airlines advertise on those networks a lot. They're never going to criticize them. That is why you're with me on the No Spin News on 77 WABC Common Sense. That is why you are here. We are not beholden to anyone. We will tell you the truth about everything. This airline thing, every media company should be pounding it because it's hurting you. They won't. They want the money from the airlines. This is a very important final thought of the day. Think about it. Spread the word. BillOReilly.com. No spin news. Should be in every American home. Because we are living in very troubled times. You need to know the truth. We'll see you tomorrow.